0: Ladies
1: and gentlemen, good morning, welcome back, and thanks for joining us as we continue along the road to 80s Wrestling Con Four. I can't even believe I'm about to say this, 16 days. That's all that stands between us and one of the biggest gatherings of pro wrestling superstars to ever hit the East Coast. It's all taking place Saturday, May the 6th at the Men in Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. I'm talking about the likes of Demolition, Axe and Smash, Dory Funk Jr., The Killer Bees, Magnum TA, and of course, the event headliner, The Hitman, Bret Hart. Tickets still available at 80swrestlingcon.com. My name is Jumpin' Jay, and you're listening to a very special episode of 80s wrestling the podcast it's open line thursday meaning the conversation will go wherever the callers want it to go and of course i'm sitting across from tommy mr rage in a cage himself Fierro. tommy good morning sir what is going on brother
2: good morning jumping jay how are you this morning my friend
1: Listen, I am, I am fantastic, because not only are we 16 days away from 80s Wrestling Con 4, but I spent my morning watching a match from Rage in a Cage, ISPW, and so I am jacked up, man. I had some good wrestling already this morning. What's going on in your world? Guys, which, which, which match did you watch? I watched the Crowbar Rick Recon Cage match, which was absolutely incredible, and I'm about halfway through the Tina Vicious Vicky match had to pause for the cause for today's show, but I'll I'll pick it up as soon as we get off the air. But man, that main event! What a match, dude! That thing was absolutely incredible.
2: <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. I, I I've said this uh, to uh, several people. I have never this this December will be 30 years that I've been promoting professional wrestling events. Whether it be conventions or autograph sessions or live events. In the 30 years, I've never got more feedback for a match than I got for the Steel Cage match with Crowbar against Rick Recon from this past Friday, last Friday's ISPW show in West Milford, New Jersey. The match is available on YouTube. Just go to ISPW Wrestling on YouTube. The match in its entirety is on there. Let me tell you, Jay, you saw it so you know. Those guys went out there and literally, pour the house down. They had a WWE main event style match and check it out for yourself and see it. To highlight 49 Crowbar climbs the top of the 15 foot high steel cage and does a leg drop off the top of the cage onto Recon through a table. It sounds spectacular, even looks more spectacular. Uh, so again, Head over to ISPW Wrestling's YouTube channel. You can check out the match. Those guys literally tore it down. No question about it. That match will put Rick Recon on the map. And uh, we are doing a show next Friday now, uh, the 28th of April. It's in Avenel, New Jersey. And uh, we just added Crowbar against Rick Recon in a Steel case TLC match. Because that match last week and got so much hype that we're now putting him in a cage and adding a TLC element to it as well. Never been done before. And, uh, again, this is next Friday night in Avenel, New Jersey. For more information for tickets, you can head over to ISPWWrestling.com. It's ISPWWrestling.com. And you can also uh, check out all our other upcoming events. We have uh, six in May, Jay, plus the convention. So it was a really brilliant idea of me to – book so many events to plan for while I'm planning the biggest convention of my entire life as well. But hey, man, when it's when it's rolling, you got to keep rolling with it, right? So I always say yes. I always say this. I say yes, and then I figure out the rest after I say yes. So uh, yeah, it's going to be a busy, busy, busy month. And uh, people in New Jersey are raving about this cage match from last week. So I'm really excited to bring those guys back and put them in a TLC cage element. What, what was your take on that match, Jumping Jay, as a fan watching it?
1: Well, I'll tell, tell you what. There are three stars in this match. There's Crowbar as one star. Rick Recon is the second star. And the third star was the crowd. That crowd was so hyped up and so into the action that my wife, who is not – I would not classify her as a pro wrestling fan by any stretch of the imagination. She came into the room to see what I was watching because the, this is awesome chants were so loud through my computer speakers that she heard it in the next room. And she's like, what are you watching that the crowd is going uh, bananas for? And so the match from the get go, I mean, it starts off hot. I don't want to give too much away. If you haven't seen the match, go to YouTube, but it starts with incredible action outside of the ring. And then when they get into the ring with the cage, it it goes up a notch. And Crowbar, I don't understand him because I am a 42-year-old man, and I wake up with aches and pains, and I have a normal job. This guy who is older than me is doing things in the ring that I couldn't imagine myself even attempting 20 years ago, let alone 10 years into the future. And so I don't know. Whatever he's doing, he's got to keep doing because he is on – Unbelievable to watch. And he's in the ring with Rick Rickon, who is clearly an up-and-coming superstar who can go. And Crowbar not only hangs with him, but he kind of takes him to school at some points in the match. And so the psychology of wrestling is what real fans really get into. And so this match tells a story. And it has a climax, and it is unbelievable. But the thing that jumped out to me, Tommy, was 100% how involved from opening to close the crowd was. I mean, that crowd was hot. Was it as hot in the building as it comes through on the screen?
2: Oh, it, it, even, even more so. Uh, even more so. They were into that match uh, before it even started. So they were anticipating that cage match. And uh, I, I know for sure that the fans are going to be uh, anticipating their rematch, a steel cage TLC. Again, that's next Friday, April the 28th in Avenel, New Jersey. Uh, For more information, you can head over to ISPWWrestling.com. We got some uh, news to get into today, Jumpin' Jay. We have a couple uh, changes in the ISPW card for after uh, 80s Wrestling Con, so we're going to talk about that today. Also, big, big name has been added to 80s Wrestling Con, Uh, so we're going to talk about that, and then... uh, A little bit more information, but I know that the the lines are lightened up, so we want to start there, and then uh, some way in the show, I'll I'll make some announcements about uh, May 6th.
1: Nice teaser there. Big announcements coming from May 6th. But yeah, today is Open Chat Line Thursday. We're going to let the conversation go wherever the callers want it to go. Current product, past product, ISPW, 80s Wrestling Con, it's all up for grabs, and today, starting us off hot longtime friend of the show firefighter brian good morning sir the floor is yours good morning gentlemen how's everything fantastic
0: good 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 it's a totally interesting time really fun time and um yeah so uh great job on that and, and who would have thought that crowbar you know i mean th- th- he who's been around 30 years and here he is Having one of the best runs of his career, I mean it's just uh it's just astounding and I just want to say uh, one oh uh, uh, I just want to say uh with uh, last week's call um, you know t- uh, tommy total with tom uh, co- co- uh compared me to Colombo, as I'm sure you guys remember. You guys there?
1: Yes, absolutely. Yes. I remember he referred you as okay, Columbia.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, something changed in the uh in the car, so I just want to make sure I was still on. I'm sorry about that. Um, yeah. And I told my wife, okay, she was hysterical laughing and she said, This guy's never met you in his in his life and he knows you as well as anybody. So good <laughs> job by Tom. And uh you know, hey, listen, I, I, listen. He's a, he and Brian, great fans, great callers. It's going to be a good game on uh, on uh, at the convention. Well, for me at least, and um, yeah. So I'm looking forward to all of that. Now, what I uh, what I want to ask you guys, okay? You know, I you know was watching. You know, uh, is missing the most in today's product. From when we were growing up watching wrestling, from our previous era, what do you think is missing? I know there's a lot missed, quote-unquote, missing. What would you guys say is missing the most? Because I have my own opinion. Go ahead. I want to hear you guys first.
2: Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll go first, and, and we're going to have to uh, drop this call. It was bad on our, on our end, Firefighter Brian. We apologize, but we're going to answer this call and hopefully next week when you call, you have a better connection. Uh, For me, I'm I'm such a gigantic fan of everything the 80s wrestling had from, you know, the larger-than-life characters to the talk show segments like the Brother Love show, Piper's Pit, to, you know, just, you know, enhance the talent to get everyone over. I, I, I would pick that um, I would pick bringing back enhancement talent, and I'll tell you why, because now there's no WCW. So WWE Raw is unopposed, and face it, at this point, they're going to draw the same core audience that they've had for the last 10, 15 years, uh, regardless if you know it's a competitive match between two guys or the two stars against two enhancement guys. So the reason I say this is because everyone back then, like everyone was a star back then. Hercules, Dino Bravo, you know, all the way all down the, you know, Blue Blazer. Like every everyone, uh, you know, was a star because they were working all these enhancement matches every week on superstars and challenge. And you don't need to have all these competitive matches now. Make them go to the arena. And pay to see compendent matches. I could see having a TV main event uh, with two guys that are, you know, big stars that can go. But it doesn't need to be every match doesn't need to be compendent. For example, Miz and and Seth Rollins. You know, you, you know that that's well, that's they're both established stars. That's, that's a bad example. So say, I don't know, Austin Theory and. Solo Cicola. I'm just, I'm, just, I'm just using two names, for example. You're putting them guys against each other. You trying to get both guys over at the same time. It's hard to get both guys over when one guy has to put the other guy over, whereas if it was two enhancement talents, both of those guys can look like larger than life superstars. So I, I, I would bring back the, the enhancement talent aspect of uh, – but I, I, listen, I, I would bring it back – we've talked about this a million times in the show, Jay. I would bring back a lot of the elements – and intertwine it in today's product. Like I would love to see a talk show segment a stage built out. I don't want to see, you know, you know, had they had the Jericho show and the Kevin Owens show and all that stuff like that's all done in the middle of the ring. I want to see a stage built. Like the Barbershop, Like Piper's Pit. Like the body shop. I want to see something off to the side built and you can use that segment every week to, you know, get talent over. So there's so many things you can do. I know it's a long winded answer but Hopefully it all makes sense.
1: No, I think it does make sense. And all those things are elements that probably contribute to what my answer is going to be. Cause I really can't pinpoint what my answer is going to be. I'm going to give kind of a general answer and then uh, hopefully it, it makes sense. Cause I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or because the business has changed, but if you could somehow bring back the feeling that used to be surrounding the business. I feel like that special feeling, I don't know if it's because KFeb has been broken. I don't know if it's because we're aging, but even when A&E does their documentaries, and I just watched the one, the feud, the rivalry between Hogan and Piper, and seeing some of that old footage brought back some of those old feelings where you didn't know if Piper was going to do business. You didn't know if Hogan was going to triumph over the bad guys. The crowd was way into it. It seemed larger than life. And maybe if I could go back and be nine-year-old Jay right now, maybe today's product would feel larger than life to me. Maybe it's because I'm older, but I miss that feeling of it being larger than life and the wrestlers themselves being superheroes that are jumping off the page. We've talked about that before, where if you run into a pro wrestler in the grocery store, if they're dressed in regular clothes, a hooded sweatshirt, blue jeans, baseball cap, you may not even realize that they're a professional athlete. Whereas you can't cover up a Hogan. You can't cover up an Andre the Giant. When you see those guys from that era, you can't even, whether you're you can't a wrestling not. You can't even cover up a, a Hercules. No, you could not cover up a Hercules. Great point. If you saw those guys in an airport, whether you followed wrestling or not, you would say, oh, my gosh, look at that guy, and you would do a double take. And, and I miss and that you know kind of thing. part of the business.
2: Okay, you know, I I want to say real quickly. I know we have a bunch of calls. One last thing that, that the golf said is back to then, like, Hulk Hogan in his prime, when he was wrestling onto the Dinos, like, in his early 30s, like, these guys look like men, right? Back to then, they look yes. like men. Nowadays, they're like boys. Is that, is that a fair is that a fair assumption or no
1: no that's a very fair assumption that is a very fair and i don't know if that's because we're getting older or if that's just the way things are but i feel the exact
0: same way
2: like badass kick-ass like these guys like to get beat somebody's ass back then right like yes. all those guys all even <laughs> iron mike sharp he's a big you know like they, they look like men all these guys like men they're in their 30s like, i thought they were 50 then right so like that's, no, that's, an, that's,
1: that's it, an excellent point
2: and I don't know, what you, I don't then, know how you
1: quantify that. I don't know what you call that, but you're absolutely right. They look like, you know, Dusty Rhodes looked like he, he came out of the womb, a 40-year-old man. Like, how do you – yeah, I'll, guys I'll you, are just I'll, built I'll, different.
2: I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Because back then, after the shows every night – and back then, they were running every night. They were running <laughs> 300 true. days a year back then. So it, it ain't like – right now, they have an easy schedule compared to back then, right? And then also – Remember, all the boys back then were going from town to town. They were going to the bars every day. They were partying and drinking. <laughs> and God knows what else they were doing, yeah. right? With these guys, now they're playing on their Xbox and freaking
0: yeah.
2: going on social media in their hotel rooms. I mean, the whole landscape of the business has changed. But for some reason, the guys back then, they were 30. They looked like 45-year-old grown men. The guys today just don't look that way. So I think that has something to do with it, too.
1: I think I think you're absolutely right, and I love that observation. You're probably right; it has to do with lifestyle. It was being on the road back then is different than being on the road now. I'm not saying being on the road now is easy, but being back then it was a different game, and so yeah, it probably forced oh, absolutely not forced you to grow up and uh, age a little r- more rapid, and yeah, it may, probably made you a harder character. But yeah, man, it made for some some good pro wrestling, that's for sure.
2: And good conversation. Now I'm gonna give. <clears throat> I'm gonna drop the first uh, info. On uh, '80s WrestlingCon May sixth, and then we'll get to the next call. You yeah, have to go over. So we had a couple changes for the '80s Wrestling uh, Show, 80s wrestling Con show following the convention. ISW's Rock and Wrestling Show. Originally, it was supposed to start at six PM. We are now starting it at five PM. We are starting the the show at five PM now because WWE is having a pay per view on that night at eight PM. So, this is perfect timing, putting it to 5, and then we'll have everyone out of the building by 8 o'clock. So, anyone that is worried about missing the WWE review, I'm going to up the time an hour. So, the show will start at 5 o'clock now, and probably tomorrow, I'll be uh, releasing the complete schedule for 80s Wrestling Con, but uh, I want to make that first note real quickly. The show now will start at 5 p.m. instead of 6 p.m., so it will literally flow right in from the convention, to the con, to the, to the ISPW show. Now, originally, we were supposed to have Earl Heppner as the special guest referee for the ISPW heavyweight title match between Bull James and Rick Recon. I remember uh, Maven and Dave LaGreca will both be handcuffed to each other, and New York Giants Super Bowl champion Jay Alfred will be the outside the ring enforcer uh, for this match. Uh, I, I, unfortunately, Earl can't make it. His wife is getting uh, eye surgery the day before, so he texted mm. me this weekend. He felt really bad about it. He couldn't make it. So uh, taking his place, uh, you know, if you look in the history books of ISPW, Chuck and Jay, uh, there's one wrestler that is more celebrated than any other wrestler in the history of ISPW, and uh, he will serve as a special guest referee now. For the ISPW title match, it will be five-time ISPW heavyweight champion and ISPW Hall of Famer Ace Darling will be the special Ooh. guest referee now between Bull James and Rick Recon. So I'm very excited about that.
1: That is very exciting news. It's, it's always uh, disappointing when someone can't make it, uh, miss a date. Uh, but Earl Hebner... Uh, totally understandable if your wife's having a surgery, you got to be there. But Ace Darling coming in that adds a different element because I got to believe he's got to have a little bit of history uh, with maybe some of these guys that are stepping into the ring. And so it'll be interesting to see if he calls it down the middle or uh, what kind of element that brings. That's a very good replacement, Tommy.
2: Yeah, thank you, man. I, I thought so too. And, and trust me, he didn't want to do it. <laughs> As you know, he's 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 my best friend. And I uh, said, so listen, man, I'm in a real jam here. I says. I need something here because Earl can't make it. Uh, you need, I still need that special referee dynamic to that match, because that's what I'm advertising. And, you know, he hasn't done anything for me other than, you know, was the special guest uh, timekeeper, I believe, last year or something. It wasn't referee. I've been trying to get him the referee for a year now, so I'm excited that he's going to do it. And, yeah, I think it actually adds to the match more so than Earl does, believe it or not. that sounds weird, but I think storyline-wise, I think Ace is a better fit.
1: Yeah, like you said, he's got such a rich history with ISPW. Uh, he's been a performer inside that squared circle. He's been outside for so long that to see him step back into the ring uh, in a referee role is going to be just fantastic for those hardcore ISPW fans. And like you said, it might even add a little bit of a, a, an element that uh, even Dave didn't bring.
3: Yes,
2: sir. Let's uh, let's jump into another call, and I'll, I'll get some more info in a little bit. Again, we're going to announce –
4: the big
2: 80s wrestling star that has been added to 80s wrestling kind of May 6th and also a couple more changes to the the show afterwards but let's jump back into the calls
1: all right again it is open chat lines today we go wherever the conversation leads and next up in the driver's seat babyface brian from chico california babyface good morning how are you doing
3: doing great good morning. had a couple quick questions for uh, you guys. One is uh, I was wondering in uh, the hanging out with Jimmy Snuka, if Tommy ever mentioned to Jimmy that uh, Roddy Piper was his favorite and, uh, it, you know, or if he kind of kept that hush hush with the, uh, with the coconut angle behind it.
2: <laughs> I don't believe I ever, I, I don't believe I ever told him that, uh, that, that Piper was, uh, my favorite, but Jimmy also was one of my favorites as a kid growing up, so, I mean, it was it was surreal back then, you know, because he lived in New Jersey, at Jimmy, and he lived relatively close to my house, and you know, he was so cool, man, like we, he, for some reason, he just, well, the Metal Maniac, he was an independent wrestler in, 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 in the East Coast, and he was with Jimmy all the time, and Maniac was tight with me, so Maniac kind of, like, helped get me in with Jimmy. But then Jimmy loved me, man. Like he he came like I said, I think I mentioned this in the past on the on the podcast. And he was at my graduation party. He was at my birthday party. He watched a WrestleMania at my house, the one with LT and Bam Bam. He watched it at my house. And it's so cool like I said that Jimmy Smith to watch a WrestleMania at my house with me. Uh, but we used go out to eat. We used to the bars and they used to sneak me in the bar when I was you know, sixteen years old. I you know I'd be, <laughs> I'd be leaving the bar all all messed up at 16 years old, but, um, yeah, man, very, very, very uh, giving with me and very kind to me. He was, he was. listen, people say what they want about uh, his situation, but I'm telling you firsthand from my experiences with him, he was a sweetheart of a guy and always treated me and my family uh, very, very good, and, uh, yeah, man, he was definitely one of my favorites as well.
3: Very cool, and uh, I know Toto Atom also has uh, Roddy and probably Flares, who's his two favorites. But I was wondering, uh, oh, I, had, I wondered uh, if you like the Hot Rod shirt or the Panther shirt better that Roddy wore.
2: Ah, oh, Hot Rod man.
3: Yep, yep, that's what, uh that's the general consensus and then I wanted to ask Jumpin' Jay, I'm guessing he's, his favorite all-time is uh Hulk Hogan but uh I haven't heard it uh, 100% so I wanted to see who Jumpin' Jay's favorite uh, all-time wrestler is
1: yeah, all-time favorite wrestler is, is Hulk Hogan. I definitely grew up in that era where uh, I was the perfect age and perfect time to be a Hulkamaniac. And so, yeah, Hogan would be my my number one all-time favorite wrestler. And then after that, it gets, it gets to be a tight race because I'm a huge Randy Savage fan. I'm a huge Ric Flair guy. Uh, I'm a big Ultimate Warrior fan just for what he brought at that time, the uh, – the color and the and the energy that he brought, even though his in-ring performance, once you, you know start dissecting it, may fall apart. But I'm a big warrior guy. Love Shawn Michaels, even though I think Marty Jannetty was the better rocker. Uh, but yeah, as far as my all-time favorite, it has to be Hogan. It would be tough to take him away from that spot.
3: Very cool. And I think Danny from Butler had Ricky Steamboat, but it's kind of cool hearing uh, who the favorites are. I'm not sure, Firefire uh, Fire, and who his favorite is, or Marty, or... Anyway, the, the others, it's just interesting knowing who people's favorites are. Um, also wanted to mention uh, the uh, Oakland A's announced last night they're leaving Oakland after being there 55 years. They're going to Las Vegas, and it got me thinking about uh, when wrestlers would, would leave. And, and most of the time back then, you didn't hear it. You just didn't see them on TV like Big John mm-hmm. Studd, uh, Ricky Steamboat after WrestleMania four. Uh, Paul Warndorf, um, King Kong Bundy, these guys, Adrian Adonis—they would just not be on TV anymore, and then it'd be a couple months, and you'd realize, oh crap, these guys are gone. But uh, you know, with Roddy Piper at WrestleMania three, he retired, so that always bummed me out. But uh, but yeah, some of those others are the ones I was mentioning, are Dom Rocco and his late '88—they just all of a sudden were and it just—it was kind of a bummer that uh, the guys would disappear. And uh, and maybe you'd see them, you know, turn up someplace else or maybe it'd be a while. But uh, it, it just, uh, it, I feel bad for the fans of Oakland losing a, a baseball team that's been there for 55 years. And it's happened to football teams in the past and other teams all over the country. It's just it's a shame when uh, ownership uh, can't take care of the fan base that's been so loyal. So uh, similar in uh, when we lose wrestlers. But uh I guess, much tougher with how many years the, the teams have been there and whatnot. Um, new Star is at the 80s Wrestling Con. I can't wait to figure, find that out. And uh, I know I saw that uh, Mike McGurk got added. I saw that Bill After is going to be doing uh, karaoke. I saw that uh, Rita, I to remember her last name, the first woman referee is going to be there. And then uh, I saw something, John Resi is going to be there also. So there's a lot of... Uh, secondary talent that's complementary to the business that's uh, that's been added to the show in recent weeks as well.
2: Absolutely, man. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. I went, was actually at the uh, arena yesterday. I went there and did a walkthrough, and uh, yeah, man, I got goosebumps yesterday just being there, so 16 days away, and uh, people literally from all over the world are, are coming, including yourself, David Chase, Brian, from chico california we're looking forward to having you up here for the uh 80s wrestling podcast luncheon again anyone out there that lives in the new jersey area we are going to be having an 80s wrestling con luncheon right here at the wrestling collector the date is thursday may the 4th again thursday May the 4th at the Wrestling Collector, probably around 12 o'clock start. Uh, There's a restaurant right across the street. I'm not sure yet if we're going to grab some food and bring it over here or go over there or a combination of the both, but anyone that's out there that wants to come and hang out with me and Jumpin' Jay, we're going to be doing it at the Wrestling Collector again on Thursday, uh, March. March. I'm really sure if I'm saying March, May 4th. Uh, Jay, are we going to be able to do a, are we going to be able to do a podcast out there or we're just going do a live thing at the store?
1: That's a good answer. that's a good question. I will be with you live and in person on that day. And so we'll have to figure out if we want to try to both uh be in the same location and do a live podcast or if we just want to do the luncheon uh with listeners and then uh pick back up next week. I guess that's to be determined.
2: Yeah, I think I think I think, you know, I think we're just going to do the luncheon just because You know, it it might be a little difficult if we're in the same room doing it, you know. So, uh, plus we want to have fun at that point, right? We're going to be crazy busy two days away from 80s Wrestling Con. We'll do our farewell episode, our farewell episode, our our go-home episode uh, next Thursday. So, I guess right now is a good time where I should make this announcement. So, next week's show will be our final broadcast before 80s Wrestling Con. The following Thursday will be a live Get together with me and Jumping Jay and the listeners of 80s Wrestling, the podcast. So next week, the go-home show for 80s Wrestling Con will be having a very special guest, Jumping J, And that special guest is the latest addition to 80s Wrestling Con on May 6th. And that's WWE Hall of Famer, former WWF World Heavyweight Champion, Sergeant Slaughter. We'll be joining us right here next week on 80s Wrestling, the podcast, and May 6th at the Menon Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey.
1: That is a
0: huge
1: announcement and a huge name. The real American hero, Sergeant Slaughter, has signed on to appear at 80s Wrestling Con 4, and we get the privilege and the honor of talking to him live right here next week on this podcast. Tommy, that's a huge announcement. I'm very excited because he is a fellow Minnesota man, and so I look forward to connecting with him uh, and what a career he had. And uh, that run where he ended up uh, turning on America, capturing the title, and taking on Hogan, that was one of the hottest uh, angles ever in professional wrestling. And so this guy has definitely been there, done that, and it's going to be a great conversation with him next week
2: absolutely man so babyface brian thank you so much and we will catch you here next week and you'll have an opportunity to speak to sergeant slaughter i'm sure you're very excited about that now would you say that
1: babyface brian has the option of being here next week or is it more of an order tommy
2: that's an order
1: there you go. That's what I was
2: looking I'm for. Call, I'm, that's it. Fuck it. I'm calling everyone maggots next week on the on the podcast. I don't care who is it is. I don't care who calls up, I'm calling them a maggot. I'm gonna call Sergeant Slaughter I'm gonna call Sergeant Slaughter a maggot no. next week. How about I, that?
1: I would love to hear Tommy Sheik and Sergeant
0: Slaughter oh. have a little bit of a have a little bit of a conversation <laughs> next week. Can you imagine that?
3: <laughs> hold uh, on
0: hold on, Sons. One one more caller yeah. wants to say hello to you. <laughs>
2: Hello.
1: <laughs> that's must that's must listen to podcasting right there next week right here with the one and only sergeant slaughter tommy let's keep the conversation rolling open chat lines today on the podcast and up next is a guy probably the ispw super fan if i had to pick one a guy who was live at Wrestlemania he's the only self-proclaimed five-star caller to the podcast it's time it's time for Toto with Tom good morning Tom welcome to the show it's open chat lines what do you want to talk about
4: Ah yes PW
1: Ah yes that chat did take I-S-P-W. place that chat was going on in the uh in the during the cage match that's one of the chats I heard were you there Toto with Tom
4: yeah, I was in the front row and um everyone's talking about that cage match and rightfully so, but what's getting lost in the sauce, unfortunately, were the other matches from that night. And they were some great matches and there were some great angles that were shot. We had championships change hands last Friday night. History was made in West Milford amongst the fire. There were forest fires happening last Friday night in West Milford, and it didn't stop uh, the ISPW team from invading West Milford and putting on a wonderful, wonderful performance. Just want to mention Dave LaGreca, okay, had a tremendous, a tremendous arc as a manager. He starts off the show generating more heat than anybody has in recent memory in ispw almost to the fact where tommy fierro threatened to fire him but then by the end of the evening dave lagreca had empathy from the crowd as Mm. him and rick Recon had a stumble to the back i thought dave was tremendous in his role as ispw we all know he is the ispw manager of the year but his job as a manager, you know, emoting uh, those emotions that we talk about all the time, full job from the beginning of the uh, event to the very end. And we've got to talk about Bull James and Maven. I mean, those guys are running roughshod in ISPW. Somebody has to stop them. I mean, steel cage match notwithstanding, the most brutal attack was Bull James on Rick Recon last Friday night. We had two title uh, changes. We also had a run-in, a returning ISPW superstar, Shane Donovan, comes back. I got to say, guys, you have to be there in person.
1: Listen, I will say one of my absolute favorite parts of the match was after the match when Bull James and Maven do come down, and they are laying waste to Rick Recon with a kendo stick and they're holding Dave LaGreca down so he can watch it. One of my favorite parts was you can hear a kid in the front row when one of these kendo stick lashes lays in to Rick Recon. It comes kind of close to Dave LaGreca and a kid in the front row, you can hear him on camera with real concern in his voice say, that was a little, cr- that was a little close to Dave. So like they were, they were worried that Dave was going <laughs> to be on the receiving end of one of these licks. And so, yeah, I, the entire match, if you haven't seen it, go see it. It is unbelievable wrestling, so entertaining. And uh, yeah, but you can hear a kid in the front row with genuine concern for Dave LaGreca there at the closing minutes of the match.
2: Hey, real quickly, I want to jump in because Tom said there was two title changes. There was the they Now won uh, a triple threat match to reclaim their ISW tag team titles, defeating the Silk City Kings. And the new back seats, both teams were extremely impressive. I'm sure Tom will tell you about that in a second. Also really want to make question and uh, segue into a new match for 80s Wrestling Con's show, and I'll and I'll jump back over and let Tom have it. So this past Friday night, uh, GKM, the Phoenix, captured the ISPW tri-state title in a triple threat match against H.C. Loki and Michael Mars. The crowd was rapidly behind GKM, who is quickly, quickly becoming one of the top stars in all of ISPW. The fans are behind them big time. So with that happening and with a, a, a shuffle change in the, the card, real quickly I want to make mention, uh, Carlito uh, will no longer be able to appear at Rock and Wrestling due to uh, a commitment that he couldn't get out of so I really can't make any mention of anything other than that. You'll see, uh, I'm sure, why. But uh, Cornelius is no longer going to be on the show, so we have to do a little shuffle switch with the card. Uh, so now uh, the ISPW tri-state title will be defended at Rockin' Wrestling when the Phoenix GKM puts the title on the line against Brian Kendrick, which, if you know GKM, and uh and you know Kendrick, man, that match is gonna be off the hook good. So that's a, a, a match switch for the show and, and for the better in my opinion.
1: I yeah, Tommy's I'm blown away by that, uh that ad. That's that's gonna be an incredible match and I get to be there live and in person. I get to see that Tommy, so I'm excited.
4: Jumping gym, there was another uh, steel cage match Friday night as well. It was the women's heavyweight champ, uh, the women's ISPW championship. Uh, cheater San Antonio has once again <laughs> cheated her way to another victory over Vicious Vicky. Um, and a lot of that has to do with Maven. Once again, Maven has his claws into these wrestlers and I, I Maven's also a manager of the year, too. And, you know, it seems like wherever Maven goes, gold seems to go. So once again, we had another great steel cage match with Cheater San Antonio defeating Vicious Vicky. I'm about halfway through that
1: one on the YouTube channel. Uh, and, yeah, I, I saw the opening where Tina kind of attacks Vicky from behind during the entrance. Um, but what I noticed early on is there seems to be a split in the crowd, for those two. There was some Vicky chants going on. There was some Tina chants going on. And so I'm interested to see the rest of the match and kind of see uh, what you're, what you're alluding to there. Uh, Total what Tom, but from what I saw so, the first half, I, I enjoyed it. I'm going to continue it as soon as we're done here.
4: Make no mistake about it. Those two women are widely regarded as the most popular in ISPW. And it's by not, it's it's by design because two women who appear in the last match musical which so many ISPW fans mm. have watched and seen and have thoroughly enjoyed. And if you ever get the opportunity to see a jumping gym, hopefully next year we can get the last musical to Philadelphia for WrestleMania. Those two have a scene in the play, which basically steals the show for me. That's, that's good information oh, yeah. to have.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic.
2: Also, real quickly, I want to give uh, Toto a Tom a shout out. Uh, Toto with Tom is probably one of, and all, all kidding aside, probably one of the greatest fans mm-hmm. I've ever met in my life, Jumpin' Jay. I don't mean to put your business out there, Tom, but Tom not only pays for a ticket every show, a front row ticket every show, but Tom also stays around after every show and helps me clean up, Jumpin' Jay. I never told you this right now. Oh, every show, he's putting up chairs. He's putting back That's chairs. Awesome. He's sweeping the floor. He is, without question, one of the best fans I've ever met. So I want to give you your props, Toto Atom.
4: I appreciate that.
2: That's awesome.
1: Yeah, that's awesome to hear. Um, as far as the cage match
2: went,
1: Toto Atom, it looks amazing on camera when Crowbar leapt from the top. But your front row, like, could you? what were you thinking when you saw him climb up there and then launch himself? Off the top of a steel cage. Uh, Superfly
4: Snuka versus uh, Magnificent oh, Morocco. Nice. nice. Exactly what I was thinking. Nice. And it looked like it too because if you look at Crowbar's size and his body structure and his hair, all right, he's got that you know straggly black long hair. Yep. He looked like Superfly to me going up oh. to that top rope. It's exactly what I yeah, was man, thinking about. Yeah, man. For sure. For
2: sure. And he went, up there with such ease. he went up there
4: with such ease, too, didn't he? Yeah. Look, guys, I know you might have some other callers on the line. Um, I'm going to take off, and I'll talk to you guys again next week. All right, have a good rest of the show.
1: Sounds good. Thank All right, you, sir. thanks,
4: man. All right.
1: It's always great to hear perspective of somebody that was live at the ISPW show. Um, but I will say this, Tommy. Whoever you have working the camera for the YouTube page does a phenomenal job. Because of the camera angles yeah. and how close the action is, it's incredibly fun to watch.
2: Yeah, he does a really great job. And uh, anyone that wants to, I think the majority of that show is now on our YouTube from last week. I know both cage matches are. I know that triple threat tag team match is. I believe GKM's title wins on there. So if you want to check out ISPW and what we're doing here in New Jersey, just head over to ISPW Wrestling on uh, YouTube and check it out. And also please follow us on all social media platforms that's ispw wrestling and uh, i'm going to announce the complete lineup now for ispw show uh, rockin wrestling immediately following 80s wrestling con uh, on saturday may the 6th at the men's sports arena in morris County, new jersey once again 80s wrestling con the doors open 11 a.m and the matches begin at 5 p.m And uh, the following are the matches. The main event will be for the ISPW heavyweight title. Bull James will defend the title against the King of Rock, Rick Recon. This is a big match for ISPW fans, and uh, that's why we're doing it on our biggest show of the year. Rick Recon has been climbing the ranks, not just in ISPW, but independent wrestling in general uh, over the past year or so, and has really you will know, be got you know starting to get hot in the last couple of months, so it's perfect timing for these cage matches to happen with, with Crowbar and then, it leads him right into our biggest show of the year. It's like it, you would you would think that whoever's booking this shit knows what they're doing, right, Jay? <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be uh it will be Bull James defending title against Rick Recon again. Uh Maven and Dave McGregor, uh who are our two top managers. They're, they're 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 the Bobby Heenans, you know. So they're going to be handcuffed to each other to ensure that neither guy can get involved in the match. Outside the ring enforcer will be New York Giants Super Bowl champion. Now, I'm a diehard Giants fan, so this is very exciting for me. And uh, probably the reason why I booked it on there, because I really wanted to have a New York Giants player on an on a ISW show. Uh, Jay Alfred will be the outside the ring enforcer to make sure there's no shenanigans going on in the match or with LaGreca and Maven. And now we just found out the special guest referee for this match, five-time ISBW heavyweight champion, Ace Darling. So big fight fail uh, for the main event of ISW Rock and Wrestling. Uh, another thing we're just announcing now, it will be a triple threat tag team match, Shelby J. Triple threat tag team match. It's going to be the 80s. Versus the 90s versus the now, when the powers of pain, the headbangers,
0: <laughs> Whoa. and the
2: now collide in a triple threat match for the ISPW tag team titles. How cool is that?
1: That, that is an extremely cool concept. I don't think I've ever heard of something like that before. Uh, I'm definitely going to be in the corner of the powers of pain, though. Those are my guys from the 80s, man. That's going to be a fun, fun match to watch.
2: See, when, when you, as a promoter, Jen, I think I might have mentioned this to you in the past, when situations happen where a monkey wrench is thrown into your plans, I love that shit. I love that because it makes me think and get creative. So now, you know, I, I think this, this card's going to be stronger now of what's going on. So now, uh, Carly, like I said, he's not going to be able to make it. So Val Venus will now take on, for the first time ever, former ISW heavyweight champion, the superstar, Danny Morrison. I'm looking forward to that one, Tim. <laughs> yeah,
0: also that's
2: going to be a Battle great match. For- oh, yeah, Battle of Former WWE Superstars. You're going to see Fandango go one-on-one with Eugene. Also, this one's going to be uh, – uh, this is one people, I'm sure, are looking forward to Crowbar going one-on-one with Davey Boy Smith Jr., so that's one's going to be extremely, extremely – Harry Smith, British Bulldog Jr., I meant.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: that's going to be an extremely awesome match. Then, like I said, it will be Snitsky going one-on-one with Offa Jr. Talking about two big, tough guys. That's going to be a slopper knocker, as uh, Jim Ross would say. Also, as we mentioned earlier, for the ISPW Tri-State Championship, the Phoenix TKM puts the title on the line against Brian Kendrick. We're also going to have a super six-way for the ISPW women's title. Tina San Antonio will put the title on the line against the Gift of Gab, Gabby Ortiz, Adina Steele, Notorious Mimi, Vicious Vicky, and a TBA uh, six-name, as we just found out recently that Riley Shepard, who is scheduled to be in that match. Uh, She uh, is out of action with an injury, so we are going to have a sixth spot in that match. We are either going to fill up this week or it'll be a mystery one, but there will be a six-woman added to that match for the ISPW women's title. Also, former WWE star Matt Stryker will go one-on-one with Justin Carino. Also, there will be a 10-man roll-the-dice rumble where the winner of this match will get an automatic title shot at the ISPW Heavyweight title anytime they want. It will be kind of like our version of Money in the Bank. Wow. Uh, and some of the guys in that will be H.C. Uh, Loke, Tony DeVito, Michael Mars, Ray Kalitri, TJ Epix, Vargas. Also, the new back seats will be in that match as well. ISPW Hall & Fame Induction of 2023 for the late, great, and former ISPW Heavyweight Champion, Chris Candido. Mm. Also, we were going to have, that's not enough, Jumpin' It's The show's called Rock & Wrestling, right? So you're going to have some rock in there. So performing live will be the last match musical band itself, Jumpin' J. So Joyce in the moment performing live at Rock & Wrestling this year. (laughs)
1: that show you just outlined right there Tommy is epic it's huge and I'm smiling because for once as you're saying this stuff I get to say I get to see it live I'm going to be there and so I'm very excited man and if I could just throw one suggestion out there for that sixth spot in the women's uh match that sixth spot that's to be determined I'd like to throw out the name Mama Fierro I I uh, I think Mama Fierro should
2: fill that sixth spot man I thought I thought you were going to say the Stromboli sisters.
0: Oh, well, yeah, maybe managed by Mama they're Fierro, gonna, the gonna Stromboli crazy, sisters. They're going to get
2: a crazy seven match.
0: <laughs> I love it, man. That
2: is one hell
1: of a card you just outlined there, man. and I am
2: so yeah, excited man. to be there in ex- person ex- and see it. I'm excited for this one. This is probably the the the, the biggest uh, biggest show I ever put together as far as, you know, card-wise goes, like, as far as, like, the star power on it. What match, so I just told you all the matches, what match, Jumping Jay, you're coming all the way from Minnesota, you you follow ISW through our, you know, YouTube page and, you know, results and stuff like that. What match are you looking forward to seeing most when you're up here on May 6th? I'm
1: going to be honest, it's going to be very hard for me to pick, because what I like about your cards is they have a little something for everybody, and not all the matches are cookie-cutter, and so you're going to have some that have power guys, you're going to have some that have speed and agility and it's all going to be great level wrestling but my brain just because you said the 80s versus the 90s versus the now like that concept is so cool to me and the fact that I get to see uh the powers of pain who wrestled when I was a kid like they were the guys on my tv I'm gonna be able to see them live and in person step through the ring and the opportunities to see guys from that era actually compete in the ring are getting fewer and fewer. And so just from a nostalgia standpoint, that is one that I, I, I have to see.
2: Awesome, man. Awesome. I'm looking forward to it. Again, this is going to be immediately following 80s wrestling cons. Like I said, the doors open for the con at 11 matches begin at five tickets for both the convention and the show immediately following are available now over at 80swrestlingcon.com. Again, that's 80swrestlingcon.com. We just announced that WWE Hall of Famer Sardin Slaughter has been added to the lineup for 80s Wrestling Con. Again, Saturday, May the 6th at the Menden Sports Arena in Morristown, New Jersey. And Jumpin' Jay will be in the house. He will be hosting uh, some of the different activities we're having threat big it's going to be broadcasted live by the way on iwtv so anyone out there that has iwtv you can check out 80s wrestling con and the show after uh they'll be streaming all day from the men sports arena that's so gonna be pretty cool Jeff and Jay.
1: i am blown away and impressed with how you have so many moving parts coming together Tommy. i don't know how you do it but i'm glad you do it because that's going to be one heck of a day
2: you know what, man? At this point, all the moving parts, they find me. Because <laughs> I can't keep up with any of this, shit. I can't keep up with any of it, bro. I really can't. It whole well, all seems going to come together, you know?
1: It, it, will, it will come together because last year came together and it was, was epic. And so I know this year it's all going to come together and be just as cool. And it's probably going to be the biggest thing uh, that you've put on. And it's going to be such a big success. So I'm so happy for you. I'm proud of what you're doing. But, yeah, it's a lot of moving parts. And I cannot wait to be there in the middle of it and just take it all in.
2: Absolutely, man. Thank you so much. And uh, anyone out there, again, uh, it's Saturday, May 6th, the Men in Sports Arena, Morristown, New Jersey, our biggest 80s wrestling con ever. Tons, tons and tons, dozens of superstars from the world of professional wrestling will be there, followed by an amazing show and tons of cool activities throughout the day, including pro wrestling jeopardy, uh, 80s wrestling jeopardy, a 80s wrestling family feud we're doing a 80s wrestling karaoke contest with bill after as the host we got tons of fun stuff planned so again head over to 80s wrestling now and get your tickets next week right here on the podcast wwe hall of famer sergeant slaughter on our special go home show edition of 80s wrestling con and then the following thursday May 4th, we will be doing a live get-together at the Wrestling Collector in Stockholm, New Jersey. So anyone out there that uh, lives in the New Jersey area, definitely come on out. Or people that are coming in from the convention, like Babyface Brian is, we'll meet you here at the store. We'll talk more about that next week on the podcast. But until then, Jumpin' J, hope you and your family had a wonderful Easter. Hope you have a great weekend this week. And we will catch you here next week on 80s Wrestling, the podcast.